skies call. They seduce us, pulling us irresistibly upwards, reminding us to fly our own line, on our wings, and in life. We are the seekers, adventurers, being one with the air, feeling everything and nothing at once. That's the magic we chase. Follow the call. Find your pure wild flight with NZ Aerosports. Coming straight from the cockpit, it's another episode of Lunatic Fringe with the fucking pilot. Ready, set, go! Back in the can for another edition of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void. Again, technology doing the trick. And this time, some people already know who the fuck this is because they're looking at you. But for those that are just listening to the podcast, who the fuck are you and what do you do? Um, My name is Ray Kubiak, and uh, I guess I'm an ex-skydiver, full-time tunnel rat. Ex-skydiver. You're never an ex-skydiver. You're always a skydiver. You're just one that's not jumping. I don't have a rig. You know what I mean? I don't have a rig. I run a fucking skydiving <laughs> podcast. I don't have a rig right now. You, you jumping right now? No, no, I can't, man, because I had the first surgery oh, you in, had in that. June. And, yeah, yeah. And actually, by the time this uh, airs, I will have already had the second surgery. So, no, I'm, I'm on the yeah. ground for probably a year. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I wish I could. But anyway, fuck, enough about that shit. So, <laughs> you're, dude, you're like fucking Rain Ninja Kubiak. Yeah. Yeah, that's what they say. No. <laughs> I tell you what, um, my spins aren't as fast as they used to be. And uh, I love it. I just love flying. Yeah, I you know, a spot where I, I, I just don't what, give don't a think, shit. Uh, I don't think any of our uh, spins and shit are going as fast as they used to, are they? Man, they feel so fast. Like I'll do a helicopter spin and I'm like, I expect my dudes that are like watching me fly and this is ego, but I, I still expect to see the faces on the guys that work with me to be like, what was that shit? And they're just not. No. No. <laughs> and then I watched the video. I watched the video and what feels like I'm going is like more of a wop, 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 wop. And I'm like, it reminds me of, when we first started flying, right, being on your belly and you feel like you're spinning like crazy, and then you watch the video and you're barely turning. Of course, you know. Of course, that's what I feel like now. Well, you know what but comes I love next. It. What comes next is you're going to be watching the faces of the kids that you're working with, and it's just going to be concern that you might break a hip. Damn it! <laughs> that's what comes that's, next. That's my, no longer, that, they're, they're not impressed. They're just concerned. <laughs> right. I might be. That's what that might be the look I'm seeing, actually. Yeah, might have just might brought be. it all together for me. Yeah. So now let's take everybody all the way back to the start because you and I did this before and we had the opportunity to sit down pre pandemic and we'll talk about all that shit as we get there. But for a lot of people, yeah. they haven't heard that first episode. So tell me, how did you get your start um, in anything really extreme, but especially in flying and specifically in the tunnel? Um. I got to start, well, I saw the tunnel when I was a kid, and then that burned into my memory. Hmm. And they can, they can listen to, to that, that first one. I think we talked about that. I was like eight years old. I was looking at a, I came to Flyway on a field trip, Flyway in Las Vegas. Hmm. That tunnel's different than 
what we're used to now, as you know, but for the people listening, uh, it's a fan in the middle and pads on the side and it's, uh, you can fall out and it's sketchy and it's cool shit. Sure. And I went, uh, went there on a field trip and I was looking in the mirror or in the window there. The guy flew right up to my, the guy flew right up to the window, did like this and then back flipped off. And I thought, holy shit. And I looked over and there's these two girls and the one girl's name was Rosie. I know that because that was my first crush. And I looked over at Rosie and Rosie's talking to this other girl. And I don't know who she was, some random. And uh, I thought to myself, how in the hell are you watching why, how are you guys gabbing over here? Like there with this going on, you know, right, and, right. Uh, and, and she instantly, um, disgusted me and I never talked to her again. You know, I just, <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so fast forward, I'm at, uh, Alamo, which was like a rehearsal studio for the local bands in Vegas. Mm. And I was, uh, I, I, I like to call myself, like I was saying that I was a manager of this one band, but in real life, I was just the roadie. I know that. Now, what was like, the band? I never found them. Uh, Vires was the Vires. name of the band. All right. Vires, yeah. But um, Tony Spataro was there. He was in a band called Ill Figures. And right across the hallway from where Vires uh, practice was where Fatter Than Albert used to practice mm. and that was a band back then and uh Cito, one of the guys in that band dave mcmahon the drummer from that band they worked at flyaway with us and then tony spataro also worked at flyaway but i ran into him out front of that studio and i was like hey what are you doing he said i'm working at flyaway man the indoor skydiving place and i was like can you give me a job and he was like yes come on in <laughs> and i showed up that day in like a maroon suit and you i think you were there i, I was you might have been in the lobby i was there and i walk in for my job interview and there's a bunch of dudes in like sweatpants and like gross looking white instructors <laughs> shirts right and i'm like i feel i feel totally overdressed but like and i am but I'm not dressed for like a job interview. I look like I'm going to a club, like it's like a maroon suit. And then this black shirt, like Henley shirt, but it was like that rayon material. Right, right, anyway, right. Anyway, I don't, I don't know how to do my hair. I wear hats all the time. Right. So I walk in feeling goofy as shit. And I have an interview with Rob Ogle and his interview question. He said, uh, I see that you were in DECA, which is an organization of business students or whatever. Huh. And I said, yeah. And he hired, he was in DECA. So he hired me on the spot as a CSR, as a customer service representative, the front desk person. And right. uh, I was there for all, all of two hours. And I told him I wanted to be an instructor. And so he sent me upstairs to become an instructor. And as we know, I was awesome at it straight off the gate and then Dude, uh, a and savant killing the game savant <laughs> killing the game ever since yeah man. you were <laughs> you were you were straight up a savant dude i've never seen anybody stroll into a tunnel more gracefully mm -hmm. and just go into it from there it was amazing 
like Jesus on water. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. If it was a very, very small puddle. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, well, we know that's not the way it went. Your back is still paying you dividends for how bad I sucked. A few, a few. Yeah, no, no. You know, it was kind of funny because I'll still, uh, I get to, to this day, use it as bragging points that I, I taught Ray how to fly in the tunnel. Now that's actually not true. Uh, I taught you how to not die in the tunnel. And then you taught everybody else what flying really was. So, you know what? about that yeah i'm i'm convinced i've never taught anybody anything like like i agree when you say like you you didn't teach me how to no bullshit i you taught me how to learn how to fly all right you know what i mean yeah yeah. because i tell when i'm coaching people i'm like look i can't do it for you i could just i could give you i can steer you towards what a good rep looks like (laughs) and then and then we're going to do a thousand of them, right. you know, right. and I'm either going to look at you and go, oh, no, <laughs> do this thing. Or I'm going to go, that was it. Keep going. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. So now how early on in your career, by the way, before we, we, before we go too far into it, I just saw online, they did a reunion of Pattern and Albert and Clockwise. Oh yeah. It, it was, yeah, that it was cool? amazing. So for, yeah, for did any you of watch that- it? No, no, I haven't been able to see it yet. But for any of the Vegas kids, I'll send uh, it to you. Please do. The there were yeah. two bands that were really kicking, and that was Fatter Than Albert and then Clockwise, both out of Vegas. All of them tunnel flyers, some skydivers, and they had one song that went out and was fucking epic that uh, got kind of mainstream. And otherwise, it wasn't super mainstream. But they were an excellent band. Yeah. So yeah. So funny story about that. They they were Fatter Than Albert which is a cool name. Yes. And then they got signed by some, I think RCA maybe or something, Mm. something, a big label, but they couldn't be called fatter than Albert because the movie fat Albert was coming out. So they changed their name to clockwise clockwise. Yeah. And then, and then, and then it just, the music industry's stupid. They, they changed it. They went through that whole two-year period of like touring and doing the deal, and then they got dropped. Right, right. So, well, I, think, I re- uh, so what I remember they were doing it was the fatter than clockwise reunion. That's it. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Well, I remember yeah, being so cool. impressed when it first came out because the the first time I heard one of their songs was a video shot by Diana's son. Diana was the mm-hmm. manager of Flyaway. Uh, two of the members of the band were working at flyaway at the time and i had i mean i knew that they played instruments i didn't know they were fucking musicians and then all of a sudden this right. badass video comes out that i mean how old was he when he shot that video like 15 Freddie was uh, he was young yeah yeah he was like 16 yeah and he cut it together on his on, computer he, he went on yeah. tour with him yeah so he's just yeah. <laughs> in hotel rooms and doing all that shit it was a badass video and a badass song and i just thought that was so cool because it kind of ties into the fact that you never know what else other people have going on in their lives besides something like skydiving and tunnel flying because we're so wrapped up in that world that we don't ask i agree yeah yeah (laughs) yeah what's crazy is uh brett when he was six brett adams is who we're talking about yeah he he is 
even to this day, if he goes into flyaway, he makes it look like like child's play. Like he is so good. <laughs> He's so explosive in such a when he was 16 years old, he would be like hanging out with all of his older people. And it didn't matter. It didn't matter. We would go. You could go to McDonald's and there would be a girl looking at him, giving him the eyes. You know, like I remember we went to this like house party and because I wasn't much older than him. You know, sure. I was like 19. He was like 16 or some shit. Um, and like my friends, the girls I know would be like, hey, so who's your friend? I'd be like, he's a child. Leave him alone. He's 16. Leave him alone. Say, oh, really? And I could see him like thinking like, yeah, 16. Yeah. You know, eh. like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you're like 22. Yo, yo, cougar. <laughs> Get away from that kid. Just looking to expand his horizons. That's all. Yeah. He's a, yeah, that kid. Well, and then he went into rodeos. So he became a fucking yeah. a proper rodeo star, like won major competitions and shit. He is a straight up fucking ninja, dude. Like, I'm not even kidding you. Like full blown ninja um he went in he was he worked at uh the night the king arthur's table the, the night that that shit, yeah the that jousting thing yeah yeah the jousting he thing. would do it he would do like a triple twisting backflip after getting hit with the joust like they would joust they would hit him with the joust he would do a triple twisting backflip or a double twisting backflip land flat on his back off of a galloping horse and the medics thought he was hurt Every single time he did it, and he did it twice a night. Jesus Christ. Like, yeah, dude. And then and then he was a pirate at Treasure Island. Sure. Doing huge, doing huge aerial stunts off of like the the cat, the bird's nest thing, whatever the hell that thing He called. followed in uh, Kevin Love's footsteps on that. Right. Right. That's Kevin. Great. Kevin, uh, uh, rest in peace, man. Uh, he, for anybody that knew Kevin back in the day, he was a badass uh, base jumper, skydiver, um, videographer, all that stuff. But he did stunts as well. And he got hired on after he got fired from the Hard Rock. He got hired on uh, doing the pirate show at Treasure Island. And same thing. He's doing these massive mm -hmm. stunts off the fucking crow's nest that's 60 feet up. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, man. A badass. At night. At, at night. night. Yep. In the dark water. <laughs> yes, and they're doing that show. What they did it every thirty minutes for fucking six hours or seven hours. Yeah, yeah, something. Man, like that. I was so jealous when Brett started working there. I was like, dude, what are you, huh? Like, <laughs> so much fun. Like that would be so much fun. So now, at what maybe point, not in the winter. No, definitely not in the winter. But they wore full wetsuits then. Yeah, now, I think that water might be warm too. Well, yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Maybe. Now, when in your career did you know you were hooked? Like, how quickly did you know, oh, shit, this is what I want to do? Well, I remember getting uh, getting there at Flyway, and you brought me in the tunnel. After we made it through that, that month of hell, or however long it was, <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was months, dude. Ah. Like, I just couldn't. You remember me beating up the pads? Yes. I remember just getting so mad one time I started punching the pads and I'm like 130 pounds soaking wet. Like, right. I can't imagine how funny that must have looked to you to think like, dude, you could punch me as hard as you can and it wouldn't do anything. Um, I remember 
you looking at me one time and you were like, I did something cool, like a flip or a flip with like a half twist. And you were like, you're like, dude, you're going to be good at this. And I just <laughs> ran that in my head. Like it was gospel. I was like, well, he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> like, so I just, it was like the confidence I needed, but no, I think I knew when, um, this is going to sound stupid, but, um, I loved going to work, man. Mm. Like I, I remember laying in the pads one night after, after we were shut down and we were all flying and just laying there. I mean, there wasn't, there was flyaway Tennessee and flyaway Vegas and the erodium, right? Yep. As far as we knew, yep. you know, sky venture, sky venture and I fly didn't exist. Nope. And I was just laying in that pad, looking up and thinking how lucky how lucky i am like i'm like i'm probably the only person in the world doing this right now like i remember thinking that i remember when the pool was so small that there was maybe 30 of us on earth that did it yeah you know yeah At any one given time it was like it was exciting and just fun and different and hidden and like nobody knew what the fuck we were doing like it was just like a like our own little thing yes you know? Well, I remember when cool uh, were you just, working? We were just having it. Like, were you working there when we had the Flyboys come down? When Eli and Fritz yeah. came out? Yeah, that so, was the most exciting stuff ever right, for me when I was a kid. Right. I remember like, when I they came it. out and they thought it was just the coolest fucking thing in the world. And I remember thinking something similar. I was kind of shocked. I'm like, these are the fucking Flyboys. Like I've been watching their videos, and I've got you know hero worship of these guys that are younger than me, but I've got hero worship for the shit that they're doing. And they're like mm -hmm. stoked that they get to come fly where I work every day. Yeah. I remember thinking that yeah, was, was the coolest crazy, fucking right? thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Well, I remember could... loving when they would come. Well, and you got to fly a bunch of cool people in that tunnel as well, though, didn't you? I mean, you had a couple yeah. of a couple of uh, uh, brushes with fame in that tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got to fly Tony Hawk. That was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, man. Tony Hawk and Danny Way, Mike Escamilla. And then Travis Pastrana, which Pastr we're still Pastr in contact with him. Really? Yeah, no, he still flies. Like, yeah, he he digs it. Like, so, what do you know? <laughs> his daughter, he his daughter flies. Like, it's cool as shit, man. Your buddies like, with Travis fucking Pastrana. I, I want to say I don't know if we're but like, yeah. I mean, he's not calling me over his house for Thanksgiving dinner, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? If he sees me out in public, he probably doesn't know who I am. But um, it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty cool to, like, see that stuff. Um, nothing's funnier, though, than when somebody gets starstruck. Because I don't get starstruck. Right. I know that I know that they're humans. I grew up in Vegas. It's like, whatever, dude. I remember when I was a kid at an airport. Sugar Ray Leonard, the boxer. Yep. Um, my dad was like go get his autograph and i remember thinking i was like 10 i was like why would i do that he's like go get his autograph it's like i don't want his i don't want his autograph it's like <laughs> why would i do that nice. like yeah with tony hawk flew i took a polaroid picture of myself and signed it and gave it to him <laughs> <laughs> oh cocky little bastard right <laughs> you gave tony hawk a fucking autograph picture of yourself oh, yeah dude good buddy? form good fucking form yeah what's funny 
what sparked that? Just well, you being I, Ray? Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, a Polaroid on on the flight deck for whatever reason. And we I took a I took a picture of myself and, and it opened up and I, you know, doing that thing real quick. And it's just a picture of me going, and I, I think I wrote uh uh keep chasing your dreams, kid, you'll get there someday or something. <laughs> and then signed it and then as they were getting on the tour bus on, on their bus that they were in i was like hey, hey hey mr hawk mr hawk or tony or whatever i said i said i here and i handed him the picture <laughs> he looked at it and laughed and said thanks and he probably just threw it away once he got in the in the bus but that's oh, wouldn't wouldn't you shit your pants if it was like on his fridge at home right now yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I quite literally would shit my pants. Like <laughs> He was, he yeah. was like looking at your picture and trying to psych himself up when he went for the fucking 900. <laughs> He's like, he said, keep chasing my dreams, man. I'm was, going for it. I'm in it. I think he had already done the 900 by that time. Maybe probably he, he got that record a long time ago. Yeah, it was but, a long uh, time. No, I ran into him. I ran into him in Austin. We were doing like this X games exhibition thing. It was pretty cool when X Games was in in uh, Austin, Texas, and a bunch of athletes and stuff came to the tunnel, and we were there, and it was like this special party that I got invited. It was awesome, mm. um, and he was there, and he didn't recognize me, so I imagine if I was on his refrigerator, he would have he would have been like, "You look strangely familiar." I thought, like <laughs> "Why does this guy look so familiar?" It's there yeah. subliminally. It's in the back of his mind. <laughs> right, right, right. So you so. you kind of you sparked it all off in Flyaway, and then Flyaway mm-hmm. obviously, if, for those that don't know, Flyaway is a fucking blast. It's a shitload of fun, but as far as learning modern tunnel flying, it's not up to speed. No pun intended. Yet, yet, yeah, it's not there yet. It doesn't have wall to wall air. It's got 120 max of air. You got to wear big baggy suits, which it's fucking great, and it taught me how to be a good cameraman because I learned how to fly cloth. Um, but it doesn't teach you to be the body pilot that you do in modern tunnels. So when you finally moved on from uh, Vegas, where was the next trip and was it intentionally for tunnel? It was. So I was jumping back and forth from Vegas to Utah, right? So I'd skydive the summer in Utah, and then I'd winter in Vegas at the tunnel. Um, and I did that for two or three years, I think three years. And then the tunnel in Arizona was opening up. So I went down there and got my gig mm. and, uh, and that was super exciting times because tunnel flying was still relatively newish sure. and there still wasn't a whole hell of a lot of skydivers that like could do it. Right. And so I'm just watching this thing build in the desert, knowing that, knowing, knowing that I'm going to blow their, fucking brains out like i know i know they're gonna see what i could do and they're gonna be like oh because it was special that now it's a dime a dozen but man back then yeah man you can imagine seeing people like two people flying head down at the same time was like my bot like whoa that's crazy like well you remember when we would have the big groups of jumpers and and i'm sure you were working the day that we had the uh, um um, we had the USPA symposium and we had all the fucking DZOs come in to fly and yeah. a, a, amazing <laughs> skydivers. They can run some drop zones, but Holy fucking shit. They could not fly. No, no, they <laughs> sucked at it. And that gave, man, that did not help 
that did not help my psyche, man. That didn't to watch to watch the Flyboys suck in our tunnel and like fake so pictures, like jump up in the air and get the head down and take a picture. <laughs> Remember? Yes. And Fernando just trying his hardest to get the shot, like, um, and just thinking, why don't you just fly, like, and thinking, man, I'm gonna go take their gold medals. That's what I'm gonna go do. That's what I'm thinking in my head, you sure. know. Go do a skydive and then pull my parachute and not be able to hit a four-acre lot. Like, <laughs> how big was that landing area? How big, big was it? I, I couldn't hit it. Yeah, you know, pretty fucking big. Well, you better pump. You better pump the brakes if you think you're going after Mike Ortiz's gold medal, son, because that ain't happening. Like, right? Yeah, the long road. Like, so. So when funny. when anyway, Utah finally did open up, what happened? So Arizona opened up. And oh, Arizona, was, um, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, exactly the way I thought it was going to be. Exactly the way I thought it was going to be. But, <laughs> all right, so before that tunnel opened up, um, I loved it because I got to, I got to make friends with all of these people before they knew that I was a ninja ninja. Do you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I got to, I got to be their actual friends, like not people that liked me because because i flew good or something you know sure, that's sure. the dumbest reason to like somebody like sure so i i admit you know having drinks with people talking like and I, I was able to just not i didn't have that it was good for me too i didn't have that to like be my my one trick point that's who i am you know right right, right. so i had to make my, my my name amongst them um without a wind tunnel and for almost a year and a half so i get on the packing or i get it not packing who are we kidding i get on uh fun air <laughs> right and uh they don't have a slot for me they don't have a slot for another cameraman to shoot it's mike mcgowan's gig and uh he's got wes was running it and they had their roster yep and uh i charged up my batteries because cameras took batteries back then. <laughs> <laughs> I charged up my batteries and I, I had my camera gear already and I went and sat on that bench. I went and sat. I was the first person there every morning. And I had to do that for about four days and somebody didn't show up for their shift because skydivers like to drink and party. Yeah, man. And I knew it was going to happen. I knew it was going to happen. So I just waited. I waited for a slot. And in two weeks, I went from like number eight on the roster to it was Wes, Travis Mills, and me, and then at, and then the part timer people, you know. Yeah. And and it was just it was like middle of summer, so it was easy to kind of get that slot. Sure. People bail out in the summer. Oh yeah. And then uh, and then the winter season came through, and we just had a blast, man, doing the thing. Then the tunnel opened up and I went over to do that deal. And, uh, man, that was, it was just really exciting. It was fun for the ego and it was fun for just like the creativity aspect. It was exciting. Everybody was excited and man, we pissed off Carlos and Joe winners and like all the IBA. Oh man. It was at the time it was a blast. It was a, they had left us, they left a bunch of level one instructors. 
I think a couple of us might have been level two instructors. And if you don't know what that is, like a level one instructor can teach belly flying, a level two can teach like belly and back. Level okay. three is like belly back and sit. And then level four would be like head down and all that movement and stuff. Sure. Um, but we're at the biggest trough, so I'm pretty much in the world with a wind tunnel. And right. like they leave and none of us, I could fly on my head. But they leave and nobody signed off to fly on their head. And when they come back, Jeffro's on his head. J- Jason Peters is on his head. Curtis, like all these dudes are like flying upside down. And they're like threatening to pull our ratings at the time. You know, it wasn't the same organization it is now. Right. It, it's gotten a lot better. Right. Um, it was it was different. And uh, <laughs> they were pissed. <laughs> I was just like, what did you want me to do? Like, what? What did you want me to do? I, I, okay. So you took me and was like, you're the cop. Police them. Right. I was like, no, I'm one of the inmates, dude. Yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm one of the inmates. I'll make sure they get back in their cage at the end of the night. But like, I'm one of the inmates. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah, hard. that's a hard. Fair one. enough. Well, now, so mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about the the as the progression of instructing goes, I mean, the shit that we used to pull in flyaway was insane because we used to like have contests to see who could float their student closest to the top net and burble them like stupid, insane stuff. The fact that we didn't kill anybody in that tunnel is still amazing. Uh, and then yeah. they obviously got quite strict, I would assume, because a lot of people did get broken. Um, but now yeah. the the level that goes into just rating your instructors, I would say, is probably even stricter than sometimes in skydiving. Yeah, it's, it is. It is. Um, if somebody gets in the tunnel and they're flying on their back and they've never done a back layout. And they're just static back flying. Chances of them being able to, to go from their back over to their belly, over the head. Yep. <laughs> is extremely low without smashing a wall. Like sure. extremely low. Right. And if they can do it once, they definitely can't do it 10 times in a row. Like, so. The hardest part is fighting complacency with instructors that have been doing it for a couple of years and have never seen something go bad. And, mm. and it's like, you try to urge to them that like, you're like, listen, when it goes bad, it is epic bad. <laughs> like it is crazy how fast the body moves and how hard it hits and how bad it can be. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it will boggle your brain. I saw a person one time. It was a video from Body Flight Bedford. It was a belly flyer getting in the tunnel with booties on. It's a person that knows how to fly. Mm. They went, they jump in the tunnel and the booties inflate. It pushes them all the way over into this. And then they go wham and they slam the top of the door jam and crumple into a ball of shit what <laughs> like how do you how do you train for that you know so it's like yeah but the instructor you know is miles away from the door when the person's getting in and 
that shouldn't yeah. be that funny but it fucking is it is and it they i think they were fine but it um it definitely we definitely get lucky a lot i think sure you know well like, how many times did you personally get your head stuck in the net in flyaway because i did it at least three times oh i <laughs> thought you were making fun of me well do you want to hear a funny story please do we got time oh we got right. we got time we got time went through this i went through the strangest period of time <laughs> where now i'm at i'm in arizona i'm at the spot i've always wanted to be with the clientele that i've always wanted to have you know i want to teach people who want to know how to fly how to get better at it that's mm. what i want yeah i've done the first time flyer thing and now i'm doing this thing right um <laughs> i haven't flown in flyaway since I came to Eloy. I haven't mm. really been back. Right. Eloy, at the time of the story, I really hadn't figured out how to fly in it yet. Like I was still kind of flying like flyaway in this tunnel. I haven't sure. learned how to fly in this tunnel. I was I was turning the wind speed down low and just trying to do flyaway tricks in sure. this tunnel. But it still just didn't, it was it was apples to bananas like it just didn't even kind of match you know and i and i didn't know why it didn't match i didn't know it was weird i go back to flyaway and uh this is how weird it was i could not put my head on the net in arizona and balance i could fly on my head but i could not i could not put my head on the net and let go of the net and balance there I wow. couldn't do it. I could transition to my head. I could car wheel to my head. I could front flip to my head. I could flip and blah, 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 and end up on my head. But I, I don't know why I couldn't do it. I still don't know why I couldn't do it. I get to, but I get used to my head hitting the net. Sure. Right. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> we, we go to, we go to Vegas after a while and not being um, in that tunnel. And I, I walk in. And the dudes that are working there are like, holy shit, Kubiak's in the house. You guys got to see this dude fly. Blah, blah, blah. Like, hyping me up. A bunch of new guys that I don't know. Right. And I'm like, hey, guys. hey, guys. And I'm still, like, inside my head, I'm like, I'm going to tear this shit up. Like, I didn't, I didn't see it coming either. I right. was like, yeah, bring him on. Bring on the crowd. We're about to see a show. <laughs> I, I flip over to my head. And I'm sinking out, but I could feel the pocket of lift is there. I just need a little, I just need a little help. Right. So I get down by the net and I go, Whomp, and I stick my head right through the net and I get stuck. And no, none of the new guys know not to rush the net. Oh. So they're all running. They're all trying to help me. I got this big old iron jaw that sticks out like that far. The protect helmet with like the iron jaw that yep. goes out like this far. Yeah. Plastic. So it like locks you in there. And I, I can't I can't get out. And now they've tightened the net around my neck. And I'm just like, huh. so they turn the tunnel completely off. We get my head out and I look up and my 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 brand new wife. That's why we were there. It was my honeymoon. My brand new wife <laughs> is looking at me. God, she's crying. She doesn't even care if I'm okay. 
she's just bawling her eyes out laughing so hard <laughs> so hard and I, I i got i finished flying and it was fun and she was like oh the great ray kubiak like she's like it was so funny what a good memory that was like oh dude that's uh, genius yeah though people yeah, didn't realize I mean, that net in, in flyaway was strung loose enough that if you stuck your head yeah. through and anybody stood on it, all they did was tighten up the wires and it locked your fucking <laughs> head in place. You've done Thanks, it. buddy. I did it. Sammy Popov did it. Kevin did it. Yeah. Everybody I know is, yeah. has gotten their head stuck in the net at flyaway. Yeah. Insane. That's crazy. Insane. Insane. Now, was, uh, I wanted to ask you while I was thinking about it, you were saying that when you started out in ELO, you were turning down the wind speed and trying to fly tricks like you were in flyaway. Um, but if memory mm -hmm. serves, and you'll know this a lot better than me, uh, at one point, the wind tunnel was always about as much fucking airspeed as you can get because uh, that's where your power is. That's how you're flying head down. That's how you're doing those tricks. But now it's gone back to very low wind speeds, has it not? Yes and no. Um, the added speed, this is what I think. This, this, none of this is gospel. This is just what I say. The tunnels got faster, and as the tunnels got faster, the body positions got more streamlined. So sure. they look, people look a lot smoother. You yeah. Know? So they'll look at an old school flyer like me, and like, I fly really smooth too when the wind speed gets super fast, mm. you know? When I'm when I'm doing my thing, I kind of like being ugly when I fly. I sure. just that's just my thing. That's just my style. Like right. that's just what I do. Just like, bah, 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 bah. like um, but that's what it sounds like to me. But now it's like bah, 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 bah. um. <laughs> well, pretty soon you'll be able to lay the yeah. Benny Hill soundtrack over the flying. Um. <laughs> so. The uh, the wind speed, like the slow speed, fast speed progression, or even there's even kind of an argument, like which is better. It's like, man, you have to learn both. Mm. And every time I hear one of these arguments, like what's better, like dynamic or movement or, or dynamic or static or um, low wind speed, high wind speed, or um, man, you got to know how to do it all. Like sure. you have to know how to do it all. And I don't think people like that answer because that's 20 hour progression. You know, that's sure. a 40, that's a lifetime of learning, right? That's 40 hours. That's a hundred hours. Like you put the, you put the price tag on what that costs to learn sure. dynamic and static at the same time. The people are wanting to learn. I say, cool, get a good base, a good foundation, which is pretty much the same. You have to know how to backfly. <laughs> like you have to, you know, and then, once you know how to backfly, like kind of, you're kind of in a safer spot. Like sure. once you know how to control this and this, then you're kind of in a safer spot to like start learning other things. If your goal is skydiving, go skydiving. Yes. Yes. It's a you different I mean? sport, if right? Goal is skydiving. Yes. If your goal is skydiving, go skydive. Like if your goal is to um skydive and uh go fall straight down the pipe like if you know all right cool i skydive but now it's windy and it's weathered and 
or it's winter. I'm going to spend my, I'm going to spend it in the wind tunnel. And this is my goal. Sure. Like I want to get better at this, or I want to get better at that, or maybe just approach the wind tunnel and say, I want to get better at wind tunnel flying. Sure. All right, cool. What interests you? You know, um, the slower wind speed. When we went through that era of fast wind speed, as the tunnels got faster, um, all right, let me back up. If slow wind speed flying is the is the thing everybody's doing now, then why don't why don't they fly at slow wind speeds during dynamic competitions? They top it out. They, they top it out. Why? Because they 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 have spent time at the lower wind speed, at the medium wind speed, at the high wind speed, and at the extreme high wind speed. And they've learned how to trim their body at all of these different angles for sure. what's going on. Sure. And that's the ninja, right? Like if you haven't done that, Martin Christensen is a ninja. Do you know who that is? I don't. This dude, yeah, Martin's been uh in the game for 20 years, man, but maybe longer. Like he's um he does flip twists and stuff at like a hundred percent of of wind tunnel. Like I do, a, I do a flip twist on hundred percent. I, I, I'm in a different atmosphere. Like, like literally I'm like poof, up there. Like I have to, I turn the wind speed down to like 85, 88%. Like I can do it topped out, but it's only a single flip twist. And I have to like really charge the net and like come down fast and then throw it and then try not to try not to break the illusion that it's still going that way. Sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. Otherwise I just go and this is what it looks like. Like if this is the flip twist, it's like, all right, ready? Flip. That's all you see. Like it's. Um, now, let me ask, have you, have you got one of these? The Winberg uh... kids, the Winberg kids, they're doing oh, crazy, dude. crazy tricks and stuff at extremely high wind speeds. And it's, it's crazy to me because mathematically it doesn't, it still doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, well, mm. you weigh, you weigh a hundred pounds. You shouldn't be able to be so flat for so long without going that way. Right. I, okay, cool. Dude, watching those I'm fucking kids, it is, it, you, you've literally, if you've watched their progression at all, it's, it's watching two kids eat, sleep and breathe everything. Most people consider extreme sports and excelling at fucking all of it. I remember having a, a quick conversation with Mike maybe a year or so after they were on the show or he was on the show talking about them. And he sent me a super exciting video because he was super stoked that Noah had done his first fucking barrel roll speed riding. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? This kid's not even old enough to drive. And you're, you're excited that he's doing this shit. And they're, you know, they're fucking ground launching and doing all this insane stuff. And then of course, the shit they're doing in the tunnel is just, it's a different kind of human being. Right. It's, it's yeah, next it, level. I got the chance to hang out with them a bunch this last, this last year. Cause they were doing camps at our tunnel. Mm. And, uh, it's crazy to me how just normal. They're great kids. kids are. Yeah. They're just normal ass kids, man. Like they're like, so like, eh. Like, yep. hey, what's up, No, He's like, no, what's up? Yep. Like, no. Nothing. All, 
All I could ever think is if that was me, uh, I, I would have been thrown out of school because everybody would have fucking hated yeah. me because all I would have done was yeah. run around showing everybody videos of the badass shit that I was doing. And those kids are yeah. like, yeah, yeah. What do you do on your off time? Oh, you know, stuff with dad. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. I, I, I don't think I. I know for I know for a fact that I wouldn't be as cool as that kid no. or those kids that they're no. both super cool. Like they're yeah. not they're not stuck up or nothing. Like I would be a total prick. <laughs> like I would be a total stuck up prick. Like I would walk in. I would walk in and I hand my helmet to the first person I saw. And be like, not even say shit to him. Just be like. Yeah. And then just keep walking. But luckily, and if they didn't follow, if they didn't follow, like, helmet boy. Luckily, luckily, you're the same guy that punched his head through the net at fucking fly away on your honeymoon. So it kind of humbles yeah. you a little bit, right? So I, a little bit. I, I got to ask. So with all the different flying, um, the other thing that's changed dramatically in the tunnel has been the apparel. Because you went from flying, and the last time I physically was with you when you were flying, you were in a suit that you could have fit five people in. Um, just this massive suit. Now, uh, are you wearing one of these suits where I'd be able to tell if you're circumcised or not? Maybe. No. <laughs> I don't want to. For as much as I want to see you're flying now, I don't. I don't. I am. Uh... I, uh, I go. The, the suit. So the suit you're talking about for the most part is like the flex series yeah um like like so the tone fly and then they have the flex um and then the other manufacturers have their version of it like deem's got their their version of it i think deem's got a suit that's got a dick pocket maybe <laughs> like I'm, I'm not kidding i'm not kidding i'm not kidding there's like a little pocket i think it's steam there's like a little pocket i think you slide your junk into it like why i'm like i don't know I'm like, I don't need a whole pocket. <laughs> I'm just flying. I, I only need one of those coin pockets that's at the top yeah. of the blue jeans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where you put your Zippo. That's like, it. I, uh, man, I said Zippo. <laughs> who's who's sporting Zippo? Um, anyway, my suit has, my suit is form-fitting for sure, but I don't have the span the spandexy i have like a combination like the upper body on mine is like a flex and the lower body is like a 630 i think okay. they call it and uh it's a it's a dope combination i love my suit like no what i've noticed so with the progression is when the suits were not not fly away baggy that was ridiculous yeah when people when people have more drag it's easier to teach them how to fly static head down sure yeah sure and outface and outface carving like like outface carving head down outface it was uh it's a little easier when you have a little bit more drag on the legs so every once in a while we would just throw free fly pants on somebody when they're learning that and then uh sure it's funny though because as as when we opened up here you know we had a bunch of big old military sized dudes wanting suits and then looking at what we're wearing and then like modeling themselves after that and i'm like and they like <laughs> looking like the suits are spray painted on these like great gods you know i'm like oh great you weigh 
dude, you're like 240 pounds and you want to learn how to fly head down and you're wearing nothing. Yeah. Like this tunnel's fast, but geez, man, I don't want to have to turn it up that fucking high. Like I want like, and so then it's like, Hey man, you want to learn how to carve? Cause it's probably easier progression sure. for that dude. Like for me to teach that guy, like, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so now remind everybody where you're at now. Oh, I'm at, uh, I fly Virginia beach. Nice. And, uh, yeah, been here for seven years. Really? So, yeah, it's crazy. Fucking, fucking hell. Well, it's, we're going into seven years. It blows me away that pre podcast, uh, um, we discovered that it was two fucking years ago that I had you on the first time. Um, which brings me to the next subject, which it is feels like yesterday, man. I know, I know, but it was fucking pre pandemic. So, how the, how has the last two years been for, not just for Virginia Beach in the tunnel, but for you specifically? Man, I've had the weirdest last two years of my life. Like, <laughs> um, no, seriously. I've yeah. uh, been surrounded by people with coronavirus to the tune of my wife had it. Mm. Right? I was kissing her. I didn't stop. I didn't stop kissing her. Like I was like, no, I mean, I'm not talking like, but like, you know, I pack her on the cheek, like lay next to her all night. We we didn't quarantine from each other. Right. I never, I, I, I quarantined from work and stuff, but like, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. Like my son had it. My, my son and my wife both had it. My other three kids and me, we never got it. Like I still haven't had it. Yeah. Like it's, nuts to me and then i'm i'm so so the way i felt as a as a kid as a young punk teenage kid has just come back i was right like that's all i'm thinking in my head is like the only time in my life where i'm like oh my god i was right like (laughs) it has nothing to do it has nothing to do with anything but class warfare I, i believe that when i was a kid that like that like they don't even believe what they're saying they're just trying to get you and me to fight that's it you know so they yeah. find a polarizing issue and they run with it and i was like man it and i've witnessed that happen like but inside my own head we're like every day even now i wake up and i go <clears throat> oh shit i got corona right or like i'm like oh my god I, I feel like shit i got corona and i'm like oh no 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 i just i just like to drink <laughs> 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 like, oh, no no i'm just all right no i just like to drink i got it all right cool and then um this like get the vaccine don't get the vaccines like dude I'll, all right i'll get the vaccine but stop yelling at me you know like or like, what like why do you want and then and then on the other hand thinking that the people with vaccines are kind of like trojan horses and I say that because I had a guy come into work a month and a half ago and he was like, yeah, I feel like shit. Now he kind of, he, he had his sunglasses on. I was like, what are you doing? He was like, Oh, I got light sensitivity issues today. I was like, well, rub some dirt in it or something. Like, what, what do you need from me? He's like, take some Tylenol. Like, what, what do you need? And he was like, uh, I just, I just feel run down. I was like, well, maybe you got Corona. And he's like, no, it's not Corona. It was Corona. I said, dude, why don't you get out of here? You're bringing me down. Like, you bring the crew down. Like, go get get the fuck out of here. Go get tested or whatever. He calls me up like two hours later. He's like, I got the rapid test done. And um, I do got corona. 
And I was like, I told you you might have had it. He goes, his exact words, it didn't feel like this last time. I was like, okay. I said, hey, you're vaxxed, right? He was like, yeah, I'm fully vaxxed. So he's fully vaxxed and he's had it before. Of course, it wouldn't feel the same way. <laughs> right. It, right. Of course, it would feel different. Of Aye. course, it's not going to feel as bad as it did the first time, but you can still get people sick. So it's like, I don't know what's better. I don't know what's better. I don't know if it's better if you get sick and then you're so fucked up that you can't even think about going to work. You're like, oh, I can't go to work. Right. Oh, I feel like shit. Or if you wake up and just kind of feel like uh, kind of normal, right? Um, but a, a little go. under the weather. And you but, go to work. By the way, uh, I've noticed you've softened over the years. You're just a big sweetie now. <laughs> but you're, you're bumming us out, rub dirt in it, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm not really like that. But you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I remember going to work up, up until two years ago, completely sick. Right. Totally sick. Yep. Can't like. I can't, don't make me laugh because I'll cough for like 40 minutes. Like, sure. And just just be at work. And people look at you, but now you can't do that. Like, no, be crazy. hell no. Um, What's it done to the tunnel? I, I mean, are you guys running around? Have, I mean, obviously, it took a while for you guys to get back to work. You're hopping in a big tube no, of air. No, 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 no. We, we took, at the very beginning, we took, uh, I think it was a week and a half. We were closed down for a week and a half. And then we were deemed an essential business because, because we do other, other business. And then, um, and then we rode that until we could open back up for first time flyers. And I think, I think you can quote me on it. I don't care, but I think we were the busiest tunnel in the world for the last few years. I think we were the most productive tunnel. I would, I would, I would love to see other people's books. And be like, compared to what we did this year, I don't see how they beat us. Because, I mean, they're still shut down. Do you think part of it's uh, that people are spending their vacation money on doing shit at home because they can't go anywhere? Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you have Baltimore's tunnels not open, Atlanta's tunnel, or you know what I mean? Loudon's tunnel's not open. Like, these places, their fun stuff isn't open. And Virginia Beach kind of... I think Virginia Beach rode the line perfectly, to be honest with you, because we had a mass. We did the mass thing. We did the distance thing. We limited our class sizes and um, we bought air filtration systems and stuff. I don't know if any of that, if that worked, but we we played the game the way we needed to play the game with safety in mind. Like, I don't want my guys to get sick. They don't want to get sick. I had already started practicing social distancing shit a long time ago i've been doing because that for I've 30 getting, years <laughs> i've been getting sick from general public we've been we've been dealing with general public for our whole lives right yeah like, yep. i don't want to touch people because yep. they get you sick like so and i thought that before i was where i was already wearing gloves when i instruct like the only person i think at at our tunnel that does it religiously like i'm always wearing gloves and then Cause I like to high five people sure. like that. Like, well, you're going to high five them and then you're going to touch your face. So I was like, they also have gloves on. I put all my, all my, if I take a class, I put them in gloves. I'm like, yeah. put these on. I'm going to high five you. So send somebody 
you can look at that and be like, oh, are you afraid to get coronavirus? No, I'm not. Are you vaccinated? No, I'm not. Oh, are you an anti-vaxxer? No, I'm not. Why don't you stop labeling me? Like, I... Labeling everybody with their shit. Just like, you worry about you and I'll worry about me. Or do you worry about getting grandma? How old your grandma? She's 85. I don't give a fuck about your grandma. Or hey, like she's 85. That's life expectancy, man. I'm sorry. That was a little. Um, Holy shit. <laughs> but like my mom, like my mom's in her 70s. My mom, my mom and dad are in their 70s and shit. Like, yeah. like I had an, I had an uncle pass from coronavirus. He was like 80, 85 or something. Like life expectancy is 80, 80 to 90, 80, 90. What is it? Sure. Like. I'm, I'm, now, I'm just going to, I'm going to pass on that one. <laughs> the, uh, the thing that's concerning about it though, for me is like, we, we had, we had an instructor, a, a guy that I hired, not here, but he worked for me in Arizona. He's 28 year old dude. He died of coronavirus, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, I just wish they would stop politicizing it and get the science like like right and yeah. get it to us in yeah. a way that we can trust. Because I just don't trust any I don't trust the right and I don't trust the left. I just don't and and I can't trust myself because I'm not educated in these matters. Yep. Oh you I'm, know? There. Like, I'm so there with you. All right. Like, he's got this fucking like common sense is telling me, all right, cool. I don't want to shut down the world for for 90 year old people. Like influenza has been killing them off for ever since influenza has been around. Right. You know, um, but how many people do I know that have had it? Well, I'm, I'm only looking at a really little bubble. Sure. Know? Like, sure. But it's probably a couple hundred people. And how many people do I know have died from it? I'm like, well, two, three. There's been three. So it's like, huh? how many people have I known that have died of influenza? Uh, none i don't know anybody who's just like oh he got the cold <laughs> like he caught pneumonia and died on the trail after flipping you know like all right <laughs> he flipped his wagon and, and lost two oxen like <laughs> he died of influenza fucking hell fucking hell well before we get <laughs> any more I corona talking yeah any more corona stuff I want you to, by the way, if you're watching this on YouTube, I've already told Ray, I'm going to get him to send me some badass clips. So you either already seen or will see some uh, very specific stuff to YouTube that he's going to send of him doing his ninja shit in the tunnel. And I'd like you to send me some shit of you sucking as well, because people want to see that shit too. So if you, if you have <laughs> video. That's so hard. Oh, look at this. <laughs> Do your no, best. No, because the, I have a tendency not to, not, not, not to try to keep the stuff that sucks, right? Like, you I'm erase like, oh. it? <laughs> well, regardless, you're going to send or, me a bunch of stuff. On, or it's on VHS tape. like. Yeah, I've got that problem as well. I've got like fucking 200 tapes that I can't access right now. Yeah, the, the, the mini DV, like all of my cool shits on the mini DVs and yep. I can't even play them. Well, you'll just have to, to send me. Like, you just don't... have to send me ninja shit then. Yeah, there's the stuff that's on YouTube already. Yeah, but I need you to send me cool shit for me. Yeah, you yeah. got you got YouTube. I want my own shit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah. 
Tell everybody, um, as we wrap things up, how they find you, how they find your organization, if they're not near you to come flying in the tunnel, where, they, where should they go? Uh, give me all the social media and all the contact shit. Um, well, I don't really do the socials all that much. I mean, I fly Virginia Beach. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I have an Instagram and a, and a Facebook that I don't ever really look at anymore. Like, Except like when you I'm, get messages from me. Which is cool, but it, it still takes like four days to get back to you. You know what I, I mean? mean? I, I don't just, expect much. Yeah. <laughs> I, I open it up. I open it up. I look at like the first five stories and then I close it. Yeah. And I have less anxiety. Like, yes. I was, like, I, I, I was living with anxiety. I didn't know why. Like, I was like, I've lived a pretty, a pretty dope stress-free life like my life hasn't been all that stressful like yeah. i have kids and this and that but like i there's no reason for me to have these sudden bursts of anxiety and like this weird stuff going on right, right. and uh and i just decided not to look at I, I i realized that the less i looked at my phone the less anxiety i had oh dude and, yeah uh, it was amazing like so i've just kind of been riding that I wiped off the news app. I took the news app off my phone. I get no alerts from fucking anything. The only reason I'm as active as I am is because I'm trying to catch up with fuckers like you to do this stuff. Right. So I'm kind of stuck in the social media loop, but it is what it is. Right. I was going to say, speaking of kids, uh, why the fuck are you in your car? (laughs) This is the only quiet place you could find to talk to me. This is the only quiet place I could find. Like, and it isn't so much the kids, like the kids, the kids are loud. Yeah. But like the dog might, I have a bloodhound. Oh, Jesus. So like we would be hearing like the whole time, like that dog, that dog can, he gets, she gets triggered by anything that's happening outside. Of course. And yeah. So well, we enough. would have to be fighting that. Oh, I just think but, this is great. Cause this is the first attempt at zoom that's going to go on youtube so i may i don't even know if i did this right it's the even first know. one yes i don't even know if there's going to be fucking video but if there's video i think it's great that it's fucking ray ninja in his car <laughs> this is my office friend perfect man but i i, I hope i didn't get the, I, I was trying to skate the line politically with the corona stuff but like fuck but it like, dude i don't know i but when it comes down to it i don't know how i feel about it like yeah I, there's no hill for me to die on because I honestly don't know. Yeah, I no, honestly no. just like I'm waiting for the first good solid argument that I can't poke a hole in to be like, all right, there's the answer. Yeah, but I can't. Like, I mean, I in. I think I'm kind of like you in that I'm just trying to do my best to stay safe with what I know and trying not to be stupid. Right. That's about it. And trying not to be up in people's faces like yes, getting, yes, like well, or spit in my mouth. Right. Just my mouth. Outside of outside of uh, um, this life doing the podcast and all that stuff, I'm the most anti fucking social person uh-huh. I know. Like it's people don't even walk within 50 feet of me because I just growl. <laughs> <laughs> so I've turned into yes. that guy. So I'm fine with yeah. that. I save all my happy stuff for when I'm talking to you guys. And then when I'm out in the real world, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Let me look at that setup. That was dope. Are you still in the bathroom? Yeah. So no, no, no. This is I moved out of the bathroom, buddy. I'm I'm fucking right. full blown studio yeah, here. You're on spot. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's a full studio, two seats. I got my fucking NZ Aerosports. I gotta definitely show props to the the uh, the kids. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All yeah, the fucking stuff. lighting and all kinds of shit, man. It's it, let's just put it this way. Um, my buddy JP was the one that talked me into the audio podcast three and a half years ago mm-hmm. now, and he's been pushing for me to do YouTube for a long, long time. Yeah. And I fucking didn't want to, because I knew the minute I did it, I'd end up with this. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You, but you're I made for it. I didn't. Oh dude, I didn't want to. Ah, and now. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Luck, luckily, the guest chair there? got the guest chair there. Well, normally I'm sitting over there. And so, yeah, it's, I, I got the whole setup, but it's, it's been a lot of fucking fun. The podcast is doing great. People seem to be really digging it. And so uh, one of the cool things that I'm doing is they're not all going to be on YouTube. Uh, so I get my guests that are just on audio to send me video clips of the cool shit that they're doing that I can release on the YouTube as well. And then with this one, again, if I don't fuck it up, I'm going to mix in some of your videos with this chat. So everybody that's watching on YouTube gets some special shit. Yeah, dope. All right, brother. Cool. Fucking hell, well, man. I wish you all the best, man. I'm I'm stoked that you're doing this. Yeah, man. It's well, cool. And yeah, I'm you excited and for you. Nothing but success for you, especially in the new year. Happy New Year, by the way. Yeah, happy new year. Awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to 2022, man. Um I got I got one huge project coming up. Oh yeah. And I can't talk about it at oh. all. So that'll be episode number three. That's my teaser. That's episode number three. If 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 I get what I need, if what I need happens, happens, um, I need I need to do an episode three with you. Awesome. Because I, I, the- I need to tell I need to tell the world about it. You fucking, get the exclusive, dude. Uh, you all you got to do, drop a dime. You let me know. I'm there. I'll fucking I'll climb in the studio anytime, day or night, so you can. I'll just sit here and listen. My guy. <laughs> anytime you're ready. Ray, man, I love you. Thank you so much. Love you too, bro. Cool. Have a great day. You too. Later. And there you have it. Another episode of Lunatic Fringe Into the Void brought to you as always by, say it with me, fuck yeah, NZ Aerosports. Head to nzaerosports.com by Pussfoot. That's right, head to Pussfoot.com, the Extreme Sports Collective, and check out everything they've got to offer. By SummitParachuteSystems.com, Jarrett Martin and the family cranking out amazing pilot rigs, as well as incredible rigging courses. And as for us, the Lunatic Fringe is now on YouTube. That's right, you're going to have the chance to put faces to the audio by heading to YouTube.com and looking up the Lunatic Fringe podcast. It's easy. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, check out all the amazing videos from the previous guests that we've had as well as new and upcoming interviews on video as always i am the fucking pilot head to the fucking pilot.net or the princess pilot.com thanks for joining we'll see you next time around